Brian. Good morning, James. How you doing? I'm doing very good. And thank you, everybody, for joining us for another episode of the Great Financial Sense Podcast. Yeah, it's been a tough year in the market. <laughs> uh, you know, what are, what are we at? Uh, running with September here. Yeah. Um, and so it, uh, in our last podcast, we mentioned seasonality. And, um, you know, typically September's a, a challenging month right. if we're using the Stock Pickers Almanac. Yeah. And uh, what, it lived up to its expectations, it to is. say the least. September was September. Yeah, so just looking back, the uh, month of September, the equity market or the stock market as measured by the S&P 500 mm-hmm. was down 9 plus percent. So 9.2% roughly. And uh, that's a tough one to deal with. But in this volatile time, you know, volatility works to the upside and the downside. Right. We're dealing with volatility right now. Yeah. Um, if you look at fixed income, uh, so bonds, as measured by the aggregate index, the bond aggregate index, which is just kind of a, a grouping of a lot of different types of bonds, it was not spared either, down 4.32%. So really, it goes to show there's been nowhere to hide when we're looking at just those um, types of investments. Now, right. the beauty of a diversified portfolio, sure. we've been promoting other investment exposures within portfolios, but let's just say it's been a tough environment yeah. to be an investor yeah. in. Right. Right. So um, September is that. And now, as we get deeper into the year, again, those seasonal changes or seasonal environments tend to turn a little bit more positive for us. Right. Let's get there and yeah. let's make sure that we're in a position to take advantage of it yeah. when we get there. Right. You know, and that's what we've been doing, you know, during these past few months. Yep. Yep. So. yep. yep. There's a time to play defense and a time to play offense. Yeah. So and we'll, we'll kind of get into that. Yeah. Now, as we look at it, you know, you kind of thought you talked about cycles and seasonality. Yeah. But. You know, where we stand now, you know, it has been a while that we've seen these markets kind of slide, you know, sideways, you know, towards the downside. You know, let's get into those business cycle, market cycle, economic cycle. You know, how do we describe these things? How should we really look at it, right? Sure. So, and and I appreciate that because you do have to look at it from just the cyclicality Mm -hmm. of markets and just, let's say, the business cycle. And the beauty of this is it it lives in a textbook. Now, I've, you know, I went on and pursued my master's degree and stuff, and that's wonderful. It doesn't give me a crystal ball, but what it does give me is a lot of time in a textbook. So when I think about the business cycle and pull it out and explore it a little bit and then overlay it to today, Mm -hmm. look at it like this. This is a really boiled down uh, version of the business cycle. You have economic expansion, and that expansion leads to inflation. Inflation becomes a problem that the Fed deals with by raising rates, typically puts us into a recession. Then as that recession kind of grinds the economy back, the Fed changes their tone and becomes accommodative and cuts rates again. And that's when you start the new expansion. expansion. So think of this. If you go back to some of our um, you know, past podcasts, yeah. not too distant past, no. we were talking a lot about inflation concerns. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're kind of transcending through the eye of the needle to recession concerns. Everyone, this is us moving through that business cycle. Now the business cycle, you know, on average, they'd say runs about 10 years. Okay, so fine. But it could be shorter, it could be a little bit longer. But the bottom line is with the business cycle, you know it exists and it's a force that you can't disrupt really. Right. If you try and disrupt it, it's going to do what it needs to do uh, just in a different, it's slippery, so to speak. Yeah. You know, policymakers can't control that business cycle. But when you really look at the things in the mile markers along the way, it's fairly prudent to, to draw a um, correlation to where you're at and how much longer you have to go. So right now we are in that really challenging part. 
And this is not an event-driven bear market. Right. This is a cycle-driven right. bear market. We are ending that business cycle. It's much different than um, you know a, a virus impact, right. where then the Fed just jumps to business and, mm -hmm. and staves off that economic impact. This is the Fed wants us to get through this business cycle. So it's a little bit different. It's a little bit more laborsome. feels different. It feels different because of the duration. Right. It's not over <laughs> like that. Here's the problem, though. Our emotions were overwhelm us. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of interesting to think, um, you know, our emotions can aggregate on top of each other and allow for us to be irrational. But that's not, you know, rational decision making does not typically compound. So the danger here is the emotion compounds through the time, right. not rational decision making. So what we have to be careful is allowing that emotional response to compound on itself, and then it overrides the, the rational mind. And then we want to act on it. Correct, because the rational mind rarely builds and then compounds and overrides the emotional side. Mm -hmm. So anyway, this is just some psychological impact that we have to be very careful about in this environment. Now, we're going to talk at the end of this podcast about where we're heading, about how much longer we, this is going to take. And again, no crystal ball, no. but certainly some mile markers to yeah. think about. The problem is right now, the duration of how long this pressure, negative pressure has been on us, your emotions are starting to build. And I'm talking to whoever, whoever is feeling that way. Right. And so we got to make sure that we're making good, smart business decisions here where we're at right now. So what are some of the things that in your many years of, uh, you know, advising, right. what are some of the things that jump out at you as to avoid? Well, I think, you know, looking at the easiest outs is usually cash or, you know, get me into an annuity. You know, I can't lose there, right? That's right. what I hear. Everywhere I look, it's I can't lose the water cooler talk. I can't lose. Did you go to cash? No, I went to an annuity. Annuity. You know, yep. And, you know, annuities and cash flows are probably the two biggest things that that emotion that you talk starts to build. Like, how can I feel better about my situation today or the next few days? Because right. I don't have to even look anymore, right? right? Right. But as you said, those irrational feelings, it's hard to get good decisions out of that. Yeah. Right. right? And if we went into cash, you got to be right twice. Yeah. And usually, if you go to cash, and we're going to sit there until we feel better, and then we'll get back in. Well, Ryan, what has to happen for you to feel better? Mark swings back. Right. Mark goes back up, and it's forcing us to do the opposite right. of what you want to do, which is, you know, you're going to be selling low, and you're going to be buying high. When right. actually, you want to buy low and then sell high. Correct. Right. So, so cash is tough. Cash is tough. Cash is something that we look at. We use it more as an asset allocation tool or to use to put us in a position to take advantage yeah, of something keeps the future, you powder right? dry, right? But it can't be all all that, right? Or you know, diversification is very important in this environment, right? And you know, the other thing that I think, and I know you get it. I know we've all gotten these kind of calls and conversations. We see it on billboards all over town. We do, you know, is to try to get into these safe, secure annuities. Yeah, it's a silver bullet. Right. It sounds like I don't have to worry about anything more, James. And I get some huge bonus out in the front end and da 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 da. <laughs> right, right. Anytime somebody's offered you, you know, how much does free really cost me? <laughs> yeah, because there is no such thing as no a free lunch thing. out there. And if this was easy, if growing wealth was easy, right. everyone would do it. But you tuning in today, I would assume are part of a tough, durable group that recognizes the way to grow wealth is to hang in there when times get tough, right. partner with tremendous professional outfits and 
maybe we're that for you, <laughs> right. you know, um, maybe you're Fiduciary. thinking, right, exactly. So again, there is no silver bullet. There is no easy solution in no. this environment. No. And when you look at what, you know, the perception is of what annuities can offer you, a lot of times, you know, whether it's the duration of the contract that you have to be in, sometimes the market even provides it. Yeah. You know, like if you look at the guarantees that they provide, oh, well, if I'm in there for 10 years, I'm gonna get the market or let's say 5%. Well, if I told you you can't do anything for 10 years, the market might even provide more than that 5%. You right? know, if we're looking at past history, if you have 10 years, yeah. doesn't matter what the market's doing year to year, you've got a tremendous chance right. of seeing production right. in your assets. And the annuities are trying to have you pay for that guarantee, right? Right. We're going to pay for the rider. We're going to pay to get that guarantee if the market had that 10 year period. But, right. you know, that's, you know, one of the things that they push a lot. And the other thing is the Well, and what's the guarantee really on? <laughs> is it the cash value that you get to walk away with? Oh, no. Okay. No. Okay. Now we're talking. Right. right. So, right. You've got three, perhaps, values. Yep. The annuitization guaranteed value, you've got a cash value, and then you have a surrender value. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, well, I'd love to have three values to show my clients, yeah. no matter what the market's been yeah, doing. Right? Yeah, right, 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 right. So anyway, be careful. Be very careful. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that gets into even the performance of the annuities. Right. You know, when you're evaluating that, if you have those three numbers that you get to choose from, yeah. it's going to make you feel good. Yeah. But what has to happen for you to get, say, that guaranteed dollar amount? Well, maybe you have to annuitize the annuity. So turn, the money's not even yours anymore. Turn the turn the money over to the insurance company right. and let you pay that. Let them pay you some set amount for the duration of your life or the duration of a fixed period. Right, or the market value, could be market value, less withdrawals, less the guaranteed amount. I mean, there's so many bells and whistles and levers that you can pull on those that they're actually incredibly complex and confusing. Right, and I think if you talk to those who have experienced, you know, good fortune with uh, business decisions from the investment perspective uh, across the board, mm -hmm. you know, rarely are they saying, from my you know 20 years in this yeah. business rarely are they saying you know oh yeah i made my fortune on annuities <laughs> right well, unless does. they're selling <laughs> unless yeah. they're the insurance company or the right. advisor right? right 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 well and the other one that's real popular outside of even the guarantees you know is you got to look at when they talk about performance you know you're going to get you know the fixed amount or the market whichever's better well i'd love to be able to offer that yeah. and that's actually not what it is a lot of times your market numbers are per your performance is capped yeah you know, each month or each year, depending on what the market does, you don't get the full, right. you know, movement of the market, especially in a down market like this. I'd rather be able to get the full, if I went down with the market, I wanna make sure that I can go up right. with those same market indices. And, and, and one of the issues I think that we're faced with as investors is the day-to-day -day movement. I mm -hmm. mean, it's almost an annoyance that the market even values day to day. Now, sure, I'm in this business, you're in this business, we, right. we like to see where we're at. And right. we understand the market. But you know, somebody just flicking on the TV and looking day to day. It's it's just that emotional compounding your house, you never anticipated <laughs> right. to sell it today. Yeah. But if you had somebody showing up on your porch telling you what it's worth and in lowballing you <laughs> every time you right. might go, huh, wait a minute, what what's going on here? Should I be concerned about my home values? If it's like, wait a minute, you never intended to sell this right tomorrow. Yeah. So Oftentimes, um, the market can lowball you. It can give you a, a, a big, you know, value that's too high, too low. You know, the market is imperfect, mm -hmm. and so if you watch it day to day, understand that. You know, there are environments where you never intended to sell something. So why are you too concerned? Right. Um, in time, time is where we're able to smooth out 
these peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. But again, we have to give it time. Right. Well, and even those insurance companies that offer the annuity products, they know about the time too. That's why they have you locked into exactly. contracts. Exactly. It's a 10-year contract, Ryan. Right. Well, guess what? We can manipulate a lot of things over time with your portfolio to take yeah. advantage of the market. Yeah protect, defend, yeah. move ahead. And by the way, in, investors, the best investors, right. they don't check their account every day. No, no. An investment is something you're doing for the long term. I, I thought, uh, because here we are coming upon uh, the fall, I found this interesting. One of the Fed uh, governors the other day said, look at the pumpkin market. You've got a very liquid market leading up to October 31st, but should the Fed be concerned about you can't get the price you want for a pumpkin on November 1st. <laughs> right. I mean, so what it's saying is markets function. Yeah. And just because that next day you don't get the price that you want to see, right. give it time. Yeah. Everything that we're putting to work is there for a reason. Yeah. And we're able to be diversified and deep. And, you know, us building into these, um, you know, whether it's the annuity discussion or going to cash discussion, your emotional responses are compounding. Yeah. We need to bring that rational thought to the top of mind right now. So we, we bring out the discussion. It, there is no silver bullet. Right. Growing wealth is hard. Mm-hmm. It takes time. You know, the, the get rich quick, just it's not a it's thing. Not there, right? It's not durable. Right. So let's talk about get rich slow. Let's build wealth slowly. Right. Let's manage your retirement for that long term. So that's why we jump into the conversation. But I think we can kind of start to think about where we headed from here. Yeah, exactly. You know, so again, I talked on the the front of the podcast about us moving through that business cycle. We are. And we're, again, transcending from those inflation fears. And they're not totally gone. I get it. Right. But it's a process. You're starting to hear those global recession fears. That's about where you start to get a, a response out of the Fed that's more accommodative. Yeah. that will start to play along with your portfolio rather than be a direct headwind to your portfolio. Mm-hmm. But we have to remain invested through the entire business cycle. So I oftentimes will look at, all right, well, how much is enough to slow down the economy? You know, what we've got right now is a Fed that's using interest rates, a very blunt tool to try and solve this glo- this inflation issue that might be very supply side driven. Yeah. So it's really tough for them to have the exact tool to handle it. One of the things that we would expect is that they're going to be aware of the pressures that exist within the market structure. Mm-hmm. And they've just, the Fed speakers are, are continuing to hit that point. That yes, we understand we're watching for liquidity concerns, things like that. Right. They're ready to, to change course when needed. If you look at financial conditions, relative to where past Federal Reserves have pivoted, we're getting there. And financial conditions are everything, interest rates, stock markets, you know, all, all sorts of things like yeah. that. Bond market. Um, the consumer. Right. The consumer, where's the jobs, yep. you know, market at and stuff. So again, the Fed is watching those financial conditions and they will pivot when it seems like the amount of stress is too great. And when you really look at where we're at right now, market drawdown, mm-hmm. Please don't, you know, turn me off right now for saying this. It's not that significant historically right. speaking. Right. It's it's somewhat normal volatility. It's some it's a normal um, business cycle turning over. We've seen it before. We've, we've seen it before. We've managed through it before. Right. We've come out the other side before. Correct. And we've had retirees continue to receive money. Right. Before. Right. It's kind of like as we, again, here in Michigan, we have seasons. Yeah. And when you see the leaves turn color on the trees, you don't know exactly when they're going to drop but you know that the trees are gonna lose their leaves. Mm -hmm. 
business cycle, you're looking for those similar markings. Believe me, our clients in their portfolio are getting the attention as we move through the seasonality, right. as we move through the business cycle. So how much longer is it? That is not an easy answer. But you are seeing the things that we need to see to be moving along. We're getting there. Yep. We are getting there. And we'll be here next month to talk about it, right? You know it. We look forward to it. Yeah, very good. Right. Thank you.